Hello, Insane Rhetoric listeners. We are so excited that you came back to join us for another episode of Insane Rhetoric. So, what are we talking about today? Well, Boosie Badass, Young Jungle Ride, and the tragic tale of Sincere Cole's last day at the corner store. So, come on in and sit down and enjoy the ride that is Insane what up insane rhetoric what's happening what's happening what's going on you know what it is this is fire with insane rhetoric it is now time to turn the world right side up because it's been standing on this head for the whole dog on week listen Hey, I don't know what's going on, but hey, we got to make it right. Let's flip the script and flip the world upside down and then turn it right side up. Let's go get it. What's up, sister? How you doing? Good morning, y'all. No, I'm good. Okay, no. <laughs> y'all can't see how he looking at me right now. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go with this time foolery and these shenanigans. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. Oh. To the M, to the G. I'm doing good. I ain't, I ain't got no complaints. Yeah, that's cool. No. That's cool. That's no, cool. no, 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 no. That's what's up then. So what we got up on the chopping block today? What's good? Hi, what's hanging? What's going on? Who are we gonna talk about today? Okay. <sighs> So is it that bad? It's just tomfoolery. Oh, okay. Boosie badass. What's wrong with Boosie? That's my guy. That's your guy? Yeah, I like Boosie music, man. Okay. He 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 a a truth teller. You say what's on his mind, kind of put you in the mind mind of Snoop. You just say what's on his mind, no matter who he's talking about or talking to. Okay, so apparently one of his entourage, somebody uh-huh. in his entourage, uh-huh. totaled his car. I think I'm supposed to say whip. Total his whip. Is that whip. what's like the new whip slang word? Car. Okay. Total his. Why is it called a whip? Because you whip around in town. Because you whip around in it. Okay, gotcha. See, look at that. I figured that one out. I had context clue. Oh, I had <laughs> crazy, yeah. I had context clues on that one, y'all. Okay, so apparently, one of his people in his entourage total his whip, and Boosie put it on Instagram. <laughs> like. What'd he do that for? <sighs> so here's the quote. Here's the quote, y'all. Come look at my shit. Come on, man. Come out your pocket. <laughs> my whole fucking truck fucked up, man. Get the fuck out of my face, dog. <sighs> I didn't even know my truck was fucked up. Oh, man. So he brings, I guess he lied. He was on Instagram live. Uh-huh. So he brings his friend out to the driveway, and he got even more angry. Boosie got even more angry. Here, here's some more quotes. Look at my fucking truck, bro. Did I say that right, bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, at my, look at my fucking truck, bro. Look at my fucking truck, bro. <laughs> Look at my fucking truck. That bitch is ruined, bro. <sighs> mm, hey. Sold it for fifteen hundred. So he sold he sold a wreck truck for fifteen hundred. Yeah, he took it to the junkyard. He caught. Okay, so let me make sure that he took it to the junkyard. 
he said that he ended up taking the truck to the junkies at the store to sell it for $1,500, which made him smile, which made them smile. Mm, I don't know. Boy, that junkie so happy. I bless that nigga. <laughs> so, like, I don't think he took it to a junkyard. Cause oh, oops. Because, okay. like, ju- like, a junkyard wouldn't have probably gave him 1500 for it. Okay. They, they, they in the business of basically trying to get something for nothing. Uh, he when it says junkies, I'm probably guessing them was some drug addicts they could do something else with. <laughs> uh, Not for sure on this one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it because he said junkies at the store. Uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> oh, okay, y'all. I, I'm one for one. <laughs> I knew what whip was. I had context clues, but I didn't know what junkies at the store meant. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking there was okay. some some guys that was uh, in the neighborhood that was out there that could probably get something off of it. I, okay. it it's all tomfoolery to me. I mean, but like I, I'm looking at it like this: I get it. You let your partner, one of your entourage, drive your car, get around in your whip, whatever you want to call it. Or your ride, whatever. But Boosie is you, man. It ain't like you can't go buy another one. And I'm I and I do, like I say, I'm understanding that is my is my whip, is my ride, it's mine. Yeah. So my thing is I have always been a person like if you can't afford to uh, pay for it, you can't afford to ride it. So uh I'm not in the business of lending nobody my car. Cause they're not gonna take care of it like you would take care of your own stuff. So, uh, entourage is not homie and not cousin friend. I nah, you can't ride my whip. It's mine. You ain't finna get around. You ain't finna go around and stunt in my car. You know what I'm saying? Oh, look what I got. You know this 2021 whatever. You know what I'm saying? You nah, you ain't finna do that, man. I I, I paid that bread for that. Well. Apparently, I think I okay, Mr. Boosie. Oh, what's your name? Boosie, what? Boosie Badass. Okay, Boosie Badass. I think this that you should turn this into lemonade, Mr. Boosie, Mr. Badass. I think that since you know, in a couple of days, your new album is supposed to drop. Lil Durk has got an album supposed to drop the same day, and Kanye West is releasing something on the same day. So his I name's, think his name's not Kanye. What is it now? He his like he's he worse than Prince. He, What's his, his name, name now? His name is Ye. Yeah, I know you got a lot to say about it, me too, but I don't really care. <laughs> he changed his name to Ye. Okay, don't so don't even matter. <laughs> so, so you, so you already used this saying, you know, you went to Twitter and you was already talking about your, you know, dropping your new project. So just use that. Just run with that, Mister Badass. If nah, I can call you Mister Badass, or can I call you Boosie? No, Which man, one yes. can I call you, Mister? But yeah. whatever, just like go for it. Yeah, you remember what she was telling me about the red dragon, the poet? You got to say it like a tribe called Quest. Same thing. It's Boosie Badass. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh okay. Protocol. <laughs> Protocol is important. Protocol is important. Okay. Mr. Boosie Badass. I think you could turn this into lemonade by just going on and using this incident to promote your new project that's dropping on 26. No. No. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think it worked like that. Well, I know it doesn't work like that. Let me, let me stand corrected. So you remember the movie Friday? 
It's Friday. Oh, you talking about with uh? <laughs> it's not Friday, y'all. Okay, <laughs> wait a minute. You talking with, about with Chris Tucker Chris and Tucker Ice Cube and Ice Cube? Uh-huh. And what was uh the boy named the play, played the drug deal? I think his name was Faison Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, as Big Worm. And, oh yeah. And, and Smokey wouldn't give him his money, and he yeah. said his principalities to this Smokey. <laughs> principalities it's all about the principality it's, it's about the principle you know what i'm saying gotcha. yeah he making money off of what he do boofs making his money off of what he do but if you you take a loss in something it wasn't your fault that you took a loss in it the person that you know caused the situation need to pay up okay And and I don't believe that the dude don't have the money because it says that he's his entourage. So I'm pretty sure that he's paying him pretty well for whatever it is he does for Boosie to cough up that money. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like it's principalities to this. (laughs) Okay. So I, okay. Mr. Boosie badass. Okay, I guess you justified. You justified in being mad. I mean, like, sure. What you want? If you let somebody let somebody use your whip and then they turn it up, wouldn't you be pissed off? Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's same. It's the same principle, you know. It's like, yep. it's my stuff. If I wreck my car, it's my fault. If somebody else wrecks my car, then they need to pay for it because it's their fault. That would be correct. And my thing is, don't get it nothing you can't afford to pay for. That would be correct. So I can okay. understand. I can understand Boots being mad, whether his album dropping or not. That's money that that he didn't have to spend. If if the dude, if he would have just let the car stay where wherever it was, you know what I'm saying. So you know, I don't know. Like I say, I, I I'm with you, Boots. Make him with- pay. Give okay. me my money. Yeah, what he said. So I mean, I, I don't know what else. Because I just learned what the word "whip" means, so I'm gonna stay quiet. <laughs> so I was like, "Hey, just hey, give me my bread, and we can still be cool." Because you know, the best thing about anything, money divides friends and family. So okay, okay, well. Good luck, Miss Boosie, badass. Yep. So, what else we got? What else is happening? Was it? What so, we gonna head on over to Chicago. Chirac, Chi Town, C Town, whatever yeah. you want to call it, town. The, the 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 I probably would venture off to say the game capital. Is it not Detroit? Who Detroit? No, ma'am. Los Angeles? They probably running next to them or running first. Houston? There is, nah, definitely not Houston. It is more murders in Chicago. It is more murders in Chicago in a month than uh, a lot of other cities have in a year concerning gang violence. Philadelphia? None of those. None of those. None of those. Okay. New York? None of those. You got to remember, like I say, the gangs actually started up in on the East Coast. The original actually started on the East Coast. And then you had people that come along in Chicago, like the one of the most notorious gangster, uh, gangsters, Al Capone. And from that, city went in the toilet, tanking. Of gang violence. Well, this one's sad, y'all. At least I think it's sad because they don't have all the information yet. So this little boy, y'all, okay. His name is Sincere Cole. 15 years old. Shot 24 times. 
And if that's not enough, he was shot at a convenience store trying to just go get some snacks. That'll make you that'll make you stop going to the local 7-Eleven and like going in and get you a, a big slurpee, huh? You'd be like, that's okay, I might get shot. <laughs> I'll keep. Yeah. Uh, uh, make you stop eating snacks all together. I <laughs> I can't go get me a beef jerky. You might have your Slim Jim. Your, That's what they call Slim Jim. You might have your uh beef jerky jerked if you do, <laughs> depending on where you at. I don't know. I, I don't but, even eat that, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> Yeah. This What's poor baby problem? was trying to go get some snacks because that's what 15 year olds do. They go to the yeah. they go to the corner, they go to the corner store. Y'all hear how I said that? They go to the corner store. Guess like, I mean, look, this is the same type of scenario that actually happened in Florida with Trayvon Martin. He was on his way to the store to get some snacks and some Yoo-Hoo, and all of a sudden, you know, he's confronted with his killer. So same type of scenario, just a little more different details. So I Trayvon mean, Martin was trying to get some Yoo-Hoo. Huh? Trayvon Martin drank you Yeah, you know, you know, it's just being funny, you know what I'm saying? You know, whatever they drink, whatever you would oh. drink it. Snapple you know? or something. Yeah, you know, you go get oh, some Snapple, go get some, Snapple, Snapple. Yeah, go get some Zuzus and Wham Whams and some Zuzus, Snapple. Zuzus and Wham Whams, Zuzus and Wham Whams, Zuzus and Wham Whams. <laughs> Snapple, Snapple, Snapple. <laughs> so okay, y'all know that I'm always going to try to get that shameless. Uh, okay, Snapple. Okay, y'all know somebody at Snapple. Tell them we over here talking about this. Okay, go ahead. So I mean, I'm just saying that, like, you don't know, you know, you never know what you're gonna be confronted with, with, with situations like that when you're just minding your business. The article doesn't say that he was into any illegal activity or nothing like that so well, the we police can't... have declined to talk they're not they still investigating they, but they're not talking they talk about everything else but the right thing well they're not talking about this you know just like we had an episode not too long ago about uh the little girl that was shot you know and the fireman was up here talking bad about the little girl you know because the cops had shot him and like you know so the the police talk about stuff that they don't need to talk about. If they shut up and stop talking and actually do some investigations, some real investigations in some things on some cases, they probably can actually solve some of the cases that's going on. But they ain't they ain't worrying about that. They just let people come to their own demise. And if that's the case, then what the hell we got the police for? Shoot, just like I say dismantle the police and then just let everybody uh, live by their own sword. This was cold-blooded about um, this story. Okay, first thing. Uh-huh. His aunt said he got shot five times in the face. He had bullets. He was riddled with bullets from his feet to his head. Uh-huh. But five of the bullets just tore his face up. Uh-huh. Like, really? I mean, but like I said, a lot of the the average person on the street that's doing that type of stuff cannot shoot because if you could you wouldn't have you wouldn't have all these innocent bystanders that are actual casualties or victims of different violence because if you was a, a good shooter you would just aim for the person and hit that person. But you have all these semi-automatic weapons that's on the street and fully automatic weapons on the street. I don't care if you were uh, shooting at their feet. Eventually, when that pull off that gun, the kick is going to pull up and eventually it might catch you in the face a couple of times. I mean, it's just how it happens. So, two, the say. He he got creative, like the way he tried to figure his life out, right? Uh-huh. So the way he made his little extra money was he would stand at the gas station pump and he would pump people's gas for them for, for the tip. 
Like mm-hmm. he believed that that was better than knocking the old lady in the head. So he would just ask, he would just ask, ma'am, could I please pump your gas? For, and so he already had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like he was like thinking outside the box. And I don't look at that and, you know, people might say it's insensitive. I don't look at that as an entrepreneurial spirit because that's what homeless people does. And a lot of people who stand around on gas station lots and different things, they are usually begging for something. So when you drive up and you see somebody on the gas station lot that, and I'm not saying that he looks uh, not professional or not dressed to give off a different type of air, uh, uh, you know, uh, another sight about it. But what I'm saying is, the average person that drives up on a on a gas station lot and sees people just randomly walking around their car and asking to do something, they are homeless people. So I can't categorize that as being an entrepreneur. And I get it, you're 15, because my thing is you're trying to you're trying to hustle and do what you need to do, but at the same time, no. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what you got like alcoholics and crackheads standing around gas stations and that's what they do all day long. So the thing about his standing at the store is this. His life has been riddled with um, loss. So you got this little boy who a year before his mom is killed on the train in a train accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then his cousin is killed by gun violence. Okay. So. There's a lot of stuff going on. You ever heard that old saying that says death is on somebody? Yeah. You know, when you're around that type of environment and like, once again, let me be clear, this is just speculation. This is not an absolute. It's not a fact. But when you're around people like that, it tends to eventually catch up with you. And you were saying about his mom yeah she was struck by the uh chicago transit train right that's what i'm saying you but it's still death so you 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 around that you see that or you hear about it and find out about your loss when it comes to that you have a cousin that's around and then he succumbs to that you know what i'm saying we don't know the ins and outs and the details about those particular cases but But uh, they're both still unsolved Except for the well, the the train thing is fine, but the murder in the park—that's the cousin in the park—that's that's unsolved. And it, and it's probably gonna stay unsolved. So I mean, you—it's you a five thousand dollar reward. What what that mean? They, the church. What, so what is, the faith what, community what, church of Saint Sabrina is offering a five thousand dollar reward to anyone with information that could lead to an arrest just putting that out there yeah but i mean what does that mean like i say you have people on the street that make five thousand dollars in a week so i mean if if they just don't have uh, a a compassionate spirit about uh general people and what goes on in their community they ain't thinking about that his auntie say his auntie say that his father and his siblings are devastated. Uh, would we expect less? Unless the father wasn't in in his life, would we expect less? They should be devastated. And look, this is how we've been so desensitized to violence. So. The man that his name is Ralph Kendall, he works at the gas station, right? Mm-hmm. 
that was the last person to see him alive because he went in there to buy the snacks mm-hmm. at the corner stuff. Right. Okay. okay. He said, quote, I heard shots, but I hear that all the time. I mean, when you don't have a handle on crime in your city or in your community, that's what you're going to hear. You know, I remember one time going down to the country like for the like the first time in my life, I mean, just like really in the country. And I went down to uh, some parts of Mississippi and family members down there. So we was down there. I was going crazy, crazy because of one simple thing. It was too quiet. Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations, so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric? And your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated. And we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. You know, I mean, I was going out of my mind because it was too freaking quiet. When you are in an area where you hear gunshots, uh, ambulance, fire department, police constantly, and then you get away from that, and then you get to a place where there is none of that, now you're listening for other things that could potentially go wrong, but you don't know what they are because you're in a place that is not the same as where you come from. And and that it took me a while to actually be able to just wrap my mind around that and be like, okay, all right, I'm cool out here. You know what I'm saying? Because in that area, it was none of that. So, I mean, it's crazy. The city of Chicago releases their figures daily, right? Uh Uh-huh. So... So there's only been a month and a half in 2022. Uh huh. Here are the stats for 2022: 74 homicides, 47 have been in the last 28 days. Yeah. And eight of those, eight of those homicides were juvenile. Yeah. I mean, they numbers are astronomically high like i think it was either a year ago or might have been two or three years ago i'm not for sure about the time frame but around the fourth of july in that in one particular in that month of the fourth of july month they had 89 homicides in just that weekend you know i'll forget what year it was but it was the numbers was crazy out of chicago so I mean, I don't, I don't I don't know what you could what you could do, but apparently the people who supposed to be doing it ain't doing it. And then like the people on the street that are doing it, they actually helping the police that's the people who aren't supposed to be doing it to do it. And then in conjunction with that, the police is helping them too. So, according to the police, right, Mm -hmm. most of these stats um, are concentrated, most of the stats, I didn't say all, Mm -hmm. um, are concentrated in the south and west sides of the city. Of course, because those are the, the, the two... Uh, sides of Chicago that has the most gang violence and you you have 
you have a lot of different gangs on the west side. I have some family that's from the west side of Chicago, and I know when you talk about places like Cicero and Jackson and going down to Madison and all those different type of places, it is crazy. I mean, I remember hearing a story about some people that I knew in um, Chicago, and they was on their way to get some uh, uh, rice from the Chinese place. And they had some guys that were standing outside and told him, you say, hey, what y'all doing? He was like, you finna just go in here and get some rice? He was like, nah, yeah, I can't do that right here. You know what I'm saying? They was basically saying, you, you can't do it right here. And he was like, why, why can't we can't come and get some rice here? He was like, because this is a Latin Kings Chinaman. <laughs> so they had infiltrated that area so bad where they probably had the Chinese people paying them for security to you know keep people away or whatever the case may be so they was basically probably extorting money from those people in those different businesses but the latin kings uh are one of the biggest uh gangs one of the biggest gangs in 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 chicago you know so i mean it's it's several huge organizations that are in in chicago that are notorious for different things you know so so chicago south and west sides have 40 to 60 percent of residents living below poverty level yeah absolutely one of the projects that they told tore down is actually uh, where my grandmother, one of my grandmothers used to live in Chicago, is called Rockwell Projects, but they didn't tour the actual high rises down, but everybody know about Rockwell Projects. And then you also have, uh, you got to think about uh, what will be familiar to you, and you hearing about it in some of your time, is the famous project called Cabrini Green Projects, <laughs> where a lot of stuff took place back in the early 60s and 70s. Just which like, was a notorious project. Very notorious. Yeah. Uh, I, it just seems like I don't know. You know me. I guess I guess I, I guess I'm concerned about the fact that it has to be related to poverty level, right? Because people who are not um, poor or, you know, poverty stricken create some of the most heinous crimes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's why I wonder, like, why is it supposedly more prevalent in poverty-stricken neighborhoods? It's not. It's not. The problem is, and, like, we, we have had many talks about this, the problem is, is in those areas, it is mostly black and brown people and because the media is so one-sided they always broadcast it from those areas to say look here this is what they doing but never turn the the camera back on themselves and find out what you were doing there is crime in upper echelons neighborhoods but the crime factor is different you might have embezzlement there in the upper echelons of a certain community when you're not going to have embezzlement in the projects, in the black and brown projects, you're going to have robbery. <laughs> but the problem with that is it's still robbery. It's just a different form of robbery. You, when you were in the office, you're committing a crime behind a computer 
moving money and numbers and changing numbers. When you were in a poverty and stricken area, you're actually doing arm robbery because you're robbing the actual person. So it's a it's the it's robbery, but it's just the acts are different, and that the 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 media focuses on just the negative connotation of black and brown people. So there's there have been studies that say that the reasons for this this um, difference is that there's a higher rate of mental illness in poor neighborhoods in relation to rich neighborhoods, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so we've already talked about on the show several times how Black people don't go and they, they go to, I forgot who we called it, I think we called it Big Mama. Uh-huh. Go to Big Mama rather than going to um, a professional in uh, mental illness. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's one one difference. Um, the other thing is that because of the poverty, um, and poverty is seen as making less than about twenty, about twenty three thousand dollars a year. Okay, uh-huh. okay, so because of the poverty, stress levels get higher. So stress level gets high, you commit theft, you commit robbery, you bludgeon somebody over here, take their purse, like, because you're trying to get money to pay your bills or even eat. Let's just say you're trying to eat, buy some toilet paper and eat. Right. See, I I, I disagree with with that statistic about it being higher in black and brown communities. That's the way that the system has formed it. And that that solidifies my argument once again. You're looking at it, they're looking at it from a perspective, oh, they're black and brown people and they're 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 good for nothing. But my thing is I think that mental illness is the same on both sides of the fence. The problem of it is, like you said, when you have money to do certain things you don't really stress out about it, but they created the system to work that way. Okay, first of all, you have uh, poor education in black and brown neighborhoods, flat out. So if, you're, if, if your education is low and then you go into a place where you trying to better yourself, but you can't have the, you don't have the finances to do so, then you get, depressed under depression okay so now you think about what you don't have you don't have people that have community centers anymore like they used to where you can actually go and learn different things and people can actually mentor you because you didn't took that out of the neighborhood so the things that you are taking out of the neighborhood that was actually building character with people for people and in people, you don't have those essentials no more. You have social workers who are told to do certain things. You can't have a man in the house and get state money, state funded money. So now you didn't already just basically went back to what the Willie Lynch letter talks about and how you divide and conquer, divide and conquer and separate. So now, since there's no man in the house, there's no no security structure for children. So now you got all this stuff happening and working against you and you trying to beat the odds through the system, but they're really not trying to help you beat the odds. They're just perpetuating the system that they set up for you to fail, which goes back to what we were saying earlier in different episodes about mass incarceration. They, They do studies from the time you are four years old up until end of life, if you're going to make the penitentiary system, and you were saying on another episode how the United States, everything it does is for a penitentiary standard. You stand in the school line and you wait for a bell to ring to signal that it's okay to move forward. You can't talk to the, you can't talk until spoken to. That's crazy. 
but that's that's the way the system is designed and especially for people who are of color and do not have financial backing to shatter that situation yeah and and on top of what you said now you've taken all these things out of this neighborhood you don't have the mentoring in the neighborhood you don't have enough mentoring mm-hmm in the neighborhood. So who's left to mentor your kid because now they don't have anything to do? Who's left right. to mentor the young man that's 20 some years old? Right. The gang members that right. so they hanging on the street with the gang members. Right. Because tell a little homie how to how it work. Right. But think think about it. When they go to a gang, they're looking for a father figure. Because what does fathers provide? Security. Security. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that fit right there, but so I so, just feel like saying it, y'all. Okay. So, so it did fit because that's what they're looking for. That's why you have guys going to different games and different things because the lack of the security at home. If he had somebody to teach him about what goes on in society and community, then you wouldn't have to go searching for it anywhere else because it was already taught to you. Yeah. So it's the system that they created. But the problem is now, like, like I said, I love this quote by Malcolm X. He said, the rooster has come home to roost because now it's, it is just not black and brown people. It is white people. It's all kinds of people. And the system that you created is now falling back on you. You know, uh, don't let don't let nobody tell you that there is more black people on drugs than it is white people that's impossible because they had the money to buy it all day the media is just not publicizing them yeah so i don't know yeah oh we've been to cook county a couple of times and that's that's west side oh yeah west side chicago that's that's the that's the that's the that's the city lockup cook county is so county a couple of times yeah, Cook County is so big, it takes you three days or more to get processed through the system before you actually get a sale. Cook County is huge. <sighs> so, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is to say about that. Okay, y'all. I don't know. This one, make, this one got me depressed. But I'm not going to go shoot anybody or take my life. Please don't. I'm, I'm just going to probably go get me a tea or a Coke or something. I, it don't benefit nobody. And please don't go to the corner store and get your tea. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was thinking about going to the corner store, though. Good, don't go to I, the corner store. Yeah, I got to be careful at the corner store. Listen, let me tell you about the corner store real quick. So, okay. Arizona tea, Arizona tea, Arizona tea. Y'all know anybody at Arizona tea? Okay. Listen, I like Arizona tea. I usually make my own tea, but sometimes I just want Arizona tea. And I go to the corner store and get it because, you know, you get the tall can for a dollar. Mm-hmm. Okay. But listen, I go to the corner store and I see that Arizona tea now makes fruit snacks, like little gummies. Gummy fruit snacks. Mm-hmm. And I get some. They give you a nice size little bag. I want to say it's probably like a four ounce bag. Two dollars. Nah. Y'all, okay. People that know me know, like, I eat funny. Okay. And I get full quick. So I can eat a couple of gummies and be full. But then then but then they're good, so I want to eat some more gummies. So I done ate the whole throughout the course of the day, I done ate the whole bag, right? Mm-hmm. at the corner store every day. $2 at the corner store. Arizona green tea, gummy, fruit snacks. Okay. I I finally found them at the local HEB, y'all. I'm so glad because now I'm doing this story. I don't want to go to the corner store. (laughs) (laughs) 
What if the H-E-B is on a corner? <laughs> oh, it is on the corner. That one is on the corner. The one where I found them, because you can't find them at all the H-E-B, H-E-B, H-E-B. Hmm. What does H-E-B stand for? I forgot. You know what, y'all? I forgot, because I was sitting there thinking I need to tell them what H-E-B stands for. And just, I, I, I forgot. I, I think so, something everybody's best, I think. Um, yeah, I know that's sad. I do know that it's located out of San Antonio, but I, I don't know why I forgot what it meant. Mm-mm. Y'all, that's sad, huh? Isn't that sad that I would forget what? Not and really. I go there all the time, and I'm always talking about it. We have we have a store here in Missouri called Snooks. I just know that that's a family name, but I don't really think it means anything. Okay, so it's actually named for the guy that started it, but I think they changed it. So his name was Howard Edward Butt. Yeah, I would change that too. Out of Kerrville. I would change that too. And that became the name of the store. They they do have a different name. Like they it means something else now. But Oh, here everything's better. There you go. Oh, okay. Got you. Yeah. But it's actually named after Howard Edward Butt, the guy that okay, since 2019. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you could put that up on the actual store. The groceries. Yeah, he was a grocer. (laughs) But now they say, so now they so now when they do the commercials and stuff, they say here everything's better. Mm -hmm. Okay. And actually, H-E-B is a super nice grocery store. Yes. I mean, every time I went into it, right, you didn't have no problems. It was easy to find things, and the people were very helpful. Yeah, and they have a good uh, selection of things. Yeah, they do. Like, if you go, and especially if you go to the, you know, a particular side of town, like we were just talking about it, because we, okay, we just talking about poverty and what they got in different neighborhoods and stuff. So if you go to like one that's like predominantly Latina and and black, uh-huh. then you have those type of offerings. And this is yeah. true of any store, yeah. but it's really like really true for HEB. So like they have the same core stuff, right? But see, like okay. So y'all have heard me say this before, like I be eating organic and I be eating vegan and all of that, right? Okay, so if I go to the white side of town, wealthy side of town, where they pay high tax property taxes, if I go there... You mean low taxes? Huh? You mean low taxes? White people don't pay high property tax. They usually pay low taxes and they charge black people high taxes where they at in the property area. <laughs> so I go to the HEB over there and I can find like my vegan stuff I like. Uh-huh. Like in mass quantities. Mm-hmm. Like they got a lot of it. I don't right. have to like see one or none. Right. Exactly. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. When I go to the other neighborhood, they got a skimpy selection. They got a skimpy selection. They got all that stuff. We don't have no business eating the stuff that you spoke, you know, give your heart high blood pressure stuff. Wonder why. They got that because it's less expensive. So and no, that's what we're buying. That's because they that's what they want to kill you with. Wonder why. I don't think they want to kill us. I think that we that that some of us are programmed that this is what's inexpensive, so this is what I'm going to buy to eat. But it it, it would because we don't want to pay that other price. Not understanding that, that if we if enough of us paid that other price, then that price would go down on those items because how can you how can you pay a price that 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 will uh, afford you for something to go down when you don't have education to actually build wealth to do those things because the system keeps you in a box? Okay, we, we talked about this in one of them episodes in season one, 
And you always telling me I'm bougie and different. Cause I just bought that stuff for my kids to eat when I was growing up, even though I couldn't afford it, I bought it anyway. Yeah, but you did things that you first of all, listen, like I said, when you when you're coming up in a way where you 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 have trained your mind to do certain things and you don't expect nothing less, you make it work, you stretch out to do better. But everybody is not afforded that same opportunity. Because I still eat chitlins. I just told you that at the beginning of this year, I still eat chitlins. And didn't nobody call you bougie on the show? I didn't. Just to clear that up, just to try to <laughs> stick that out there. Because <laughs> to let the truth be told, I have some very uppity ways. <laughs> so she said, I. <laughs> She said I gave a suburban answer. <laughs> I guess that stuck with me a little bit because I'm still talking about it. I noticed. <laughs> Listen, let's get out of here, man. All we right, go. all right, come on. Where, where, where we going? We going home. Yeah, we we got to go. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. Right, turn off the lights like Teddy P. Got to go. And light a candle. <laughs> oh, don't even light the candle. Let's just go. So... Y'all can catch us on all platforms, Spotify, Google Music, Apple Podcasts, Radio Republic, iHeartRadio, Owl Tales, and we're even on Podchaser. And also check this out. Shout out to the Philippines because now we're in the freaking Philippines. People are listening to us in the Philippines. You can also hit us up on our website at, at, at uh, Insane Rhetoric with a K.com. That's Insane Rhetoric with a K.com. And you can hit us up on our Real Talk page. You can put whatever you want to put on it. Talk about questions, comments, and concerns that are legitimate. Let me be clear. That are legitimate. Don't come talking about you thinking about assassinating the ex-president. Don't talk about you want to hang other people in politics. Uh, Don't say none of that stuff. You want to go and shoot up mass people at concerts. Security! I'm trying to tell you, we are not playing those games here at Insane Rhetoric, and my co-host will report you, but I won't. I'm just going to do what I normally do, sit back and laugh while you go to jail. So, <laughs> so other than that, you know, you can just touch bases with us. We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on every platform that you can follow, 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 imagine. follow us on all platforms. <laughs> we are on every platform that you could possibly imagine. Long as you can spell insane rhetoric, you can find us. You know what I'm saying? But spell it with a K, not a C. Spell it with a K, please. Spell it with a K, not a C. So, so, and just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. We're out. Bye, y'all. Thank you for joining us on this Rewind Wednesday. Don't forget to come back and join us on Free Fall Friday. But until then, just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric. <laughs>